John 9. As he was passing by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, Jesus answered. This came about so that God's works might be displayed in him. We must do the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After he said these things, he spit on the ground, made some mud from the saliva, and spread the mud on his eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he left, washed, and came back seeing. His neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar said, Isn't this the one who used to sit begging? Some said, He's the one. Others were saying, No, but he looks like him. He kept saying, I'm the one. So they asked him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes, and told me, Go to Siloam and wash. So when I went and washed, I received my sight. Where is he? they asked. I don't know, he said. They brought the man who used to be blind to the Pharisees. The day that Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes was a Sabbath. Then the Pharisees asked him again how he received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, he told them. I washed and I can see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God because he doesn't keep the Sabbath. But others were saying, How can a sinful man perform such signs? And there was a division among them. Again, they asked the blind man, What do you say about him since he opened your eyes? He's a prophet, he said. The Jews did not believe this about him, that he was blind and received sight, until they summoned the parents of the one who had received his sight. They asked them, Is this your son, the one you say was born blind? How then does he now see? We know this is our son and that he was born blind, his parents answered. But we don't know how he now sees and we don't know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He's of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they were afraid of the Jews, since the Jews had already agreed that if anyone confessed him as the Messiah, he would be banned from the synagogue. This is why his parents said, He's of age. Ask him. So a second time they summoned the man who had been blind and told him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether or not he's a sinner, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind and now I can see. Then they asked him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? I already told you, he said, and you didn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? You don't want to become his disciples too, do you? They ridiculed him. You're that man's disciple, but we're Moses' disciples. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but this man, we don't know where he's from. This is an amazing thing, the man told them. You don't know where he is from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but if anyone is God-fearing and does his will, he listens to him. Throughout history, no one has ever heard of someone opening the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he wouldn't be able to do anything. You were born entirely in sin, they replied, and are you trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. Jesus heard that the man had been thrown out, and when he found him, he asked, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? He asked. Jesus answered, You have seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. I believe, Lord, he said, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, in order that those who do not see will see, and those who do see will become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these things and asked him, We aren't blind too, are we? 
If you were blind, Jesus told them, you wouldn't have sin. But now that you say, we see, your sin remains. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In first century Near Eastern culture, it was common for people to associate any kind of sickness or physical disability with sin. And while it's true that occasionally there could be a link, many of the healings we see in Scripture make no mention of sin as the cause. Scripture never lays out a direct, consistent cause-and-effect relationship. When Jesus' disciples meet a blind man, they ask Jesus who's to blame for this man's blindness. Is he being punished for his own sin or for his parents' sin? And Jesus says, guess again. He's blind because this situation is going to be used to glorify God. This may have been challenging to them because some say this cause-and-effect way of thinking evolved as an attempt to avoid blaming God for suffering. But here, Jesus seemed to put the onus on God. This can be especially hard to swallow if you have a difficult time trusting that God is doing what is good and best. And honestly, it can still be hard even if you know that's true. Fortunately, God was still at work in this man's story to heal and redeem. But of course, the day God chose for Jesus to do this work was the Sabbath. And of course, the Pharisees were not happy about this. They went so far to protect the Sabbath that they made their own additional laws about it on top of the laws God made. They didn't want anyone to even get close to breaking God's laws, so they built a fence around the law. The problem was that they started to treat their laws, the fence, as though they were God's laws. They gave their own rules and traditions the same weight as Scripture. For instance, in Jesus' day, a brick mason was a common job. To make sure no brick masons were working on the Sabbath, the Pharisees made it illegal to combine water and dirt, which meant you weren't allowed to spit on the dirt on the Sabbath. You could spit on a rock, but not on the dirt. So, of course, Jesus threw his leg over their fence. He could have just spoken healing over this man. He'd done that before. But instead, he spit on the dirt, made mud, and put it on the man's eyes on the Sabbath. This was shocking, not only because of the timing, but because of the means. Spit was considered unclean. And here was Jesus using an unclean means on a holy day to perform a miracle. Of course, the Pharisees wanted to know who healed this man. They even rounded up his parents to verify the story. Then they interrogated the man again, then cast him out of the synagogue. But Jesus pursued the man he'd healed and told him, Hey, I'm the Messiah, I'm the Son of Man, and I'm here to help blind people like you get their sight, and people who have sight to lose theirs. But Jesus wasn't talking about physical eyes, he was talking about spiritual eyes. Those who think they can see. Those who are not aware of their own spiritual poverty like the Pharisees, they were blinded and condemned. While those who are aware of their blindness and need, like this man, they got the healing he came to bring. By the way, the more this man had to repeat his story about who Jesus was and what he had done for him, the more his faith increased. His descriptions of Jesus went from the man called Jesus to he is a prophet to he is from God to he is God in the flesh. And through his great kindness to us, we also have eyes to see that he's where the joy is. I'm Tara Lee Cobble, and you're listening to the He's Where the Joy Is podcast presented by LifeWay. LifeWay.